Sarah Munson, welcome to the PBL podcast. I am really excited to host Ashley Hyman today. Ashley, you are amazing. You have so much to share. I cannot wait for people to hear your story. Um, you have such an amazing background, number one, graduating with your BS in community health from the University of Kansas, then your master's in public health from San Diego State University. You continually excelled in your career, rising from clinical research to corporate implementations and now vice president of customer success at Drata. So you have such a great background to share with the world, how you've risen through the ranks. You and I are both moms, a lot to talk about in that area, but I wanted to specifically connect with you because we're both board members at the UCI advisory program. And it was so fantastic meeting you there. So I wanted to say, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about you, your career path and how you made it to where you are today? No, I'd be happy to. Um, first off, just excited to, to join you today and thanks for the, the great introduction. Um, but little about me, like, like you said, I started out in, in public health and I worked in academic research for, for quite some time. I got to the point where I said, you know, I don't think academia is the place for me. I don't plan to get a PhD. Master's is good enough, enough student loan debt there. Um, and so I wanted to make a transition into more of the, the business world. And so I was searching for opportunities that could bring together um, my passion for education, um, my background in health. And I'd also been an adjunct public health instructor. So just that passion for education all the way around. Mm -hmm. um, and luckily I stumbled upon a very young startup called Portfolium. Um, Portfolium was an ed tech startup uh, focused on helping students to really showcase what they done in the classroom to get jobs when they graduated. So, you know, when you, when you first graduate college, it's hard to prove, you know, anything despite your degree, um, cause everything's books. And so we built a platform that really showed, uh, those work samples and projects you did in school should be able to show to an employer your potential for future That's work. Cool. Yeah. So it was super cool. I was very, very passionate about it, but really I applied to that job and just thought, well, I at least know how to talk to educators and I know academia. Um, so when I interviewed with them, they, they kind of thought the same thing. Okay. She knows how to talk to these people. Um, and I started on the sales side actually at portfolio. And then quickly we started acquiring all these customers and needed someone to actually do something with them and manage them. Um, so quickly I moved over to the customer success side of the business and helped build out that from the ground up. Um, I was the eighth person at portfolio, first female. Um, and so really I helped to build out customer success there. Um, we were eventually acquired, um, which was super exciting. And then after an acquisition, as tends to happen, um, the leadership team moves on. And that's when, uh, the founders of portfolio started building Dorada. It's the company I'm at now. During that time, I was actually on maternity leave and then working at a different company. But as soon as they got their first customer, they said, Ashley, you want to come do this again with us? Um, and so here I am doing it all over again, um, close to two years in December at Drada. So really fun wow. story. Congratulations on that. I love that in your background, you really rose up through the ranks, but you've always kept 
sort of a hand in the educational side. Even right now, your adjunct faculty at National University, board member, University of California, Irvine. So that's really neat that you kept that touch there. And something that I wanted to talk to you a little more about, we had a conversation yesterday even about rising up as a female leader. Some female leaders have said, yes, there's been so many challenges to overcome, always looking at being a woman in the workplace, lots of men. But you had mentioned that you haven't really felt those hurdles or you haven't hit that glass ceiling. And I resonate with that as well. So I wanted to see if you would mind sharing with listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, it's funny because working in public health, it's almost all females. Um, And then I transitioned to technology where, like I said, at Portfolio, I was the first female for quite some time. It was quite a while before we brought on any other females. And then at Drada, I was the first female as well. Um, But what's funny to me is I thought it was more challenging being in academia saying, hey, I don't have a PhD rather than, hey, I'm a female. Um, And then moving into tech, I think I was very lucky. Um, The founders of Portfolio, now founders of Drada, I just don't feel like that ever even entered their mind. It was more like, how can we all collaborate? What can you bring to the table that others don't have? In the portfolio example, I knew how to speak to educators. They know how to build the technology, which I don't have that expertise. So I think I've always been in environments where it's like we all bring something different to the table and it's appreciated no matter our gender, race, whatever it might be. Um, so yes, I think I've been very lucky in that, that I haven't had to deal with that, but obviously still empathize with, with women who don't have the same privilege. Absolutely. And I think what really speaks to me as well is that often, if you just focus on being the best you can be in your career, offering the skill set you have, that you are recognized for that. We do get promoted up as women. I do, I think that sometimes women entering the workforce may have, there's a stigma or concern that, oh my gosh, I'm a woman, how am I going to rise up? But you and I both, we rose up and just were recognized for our talents. And I think a lot of women do have that story as well. And I think the way we help other women is that we bring other women up with us too. When there's talented members on my team, I always look to promote them. And I know same for you. So Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think it's helpful and it's hopeful. We live in a diverse world and it's it's ever increasing daily. So something else that I wanted to connect on is you and I are both mothers and we were laughing yesterday about our lack of sleep sometimes. And my podcast being Parent Boss Leader, would you mind sharing a little bit about from pre-career, you, no kids, to finding out you're pregnant, to being a mom now. Yeah, kind of funny. Um, My daughter, Aria, she turned three Sunday. Um, It's crazy to think about. Um, But I think I was always the woman who was like, I'm not having kids. I was even like, I'm not getting married. My focus is my career. Like those things are not important to me. Um, Then I did get married and I thought, that's okay. We're going to be pet parents. Um, We had three cats, a dog. That was plenty in my world. And I think I'm such a planner um, that the idea of a child just, that would never fit into my plan. It would never be the right time. 
Um, and my husband and I joked forever. Like the only way this is ever going to happen is if it's by surprise, because I would always say it wasn't happening. I wasn't ready. Um, and so that's exactly what happened. Uh, that after actually we got acquired at Portfolium shortly after I found out I was pregnant, was very shocked, surprised, not expecting it. Um, and I'll be honest, I was terrified to tell our leadership team. I think when I actually met um, with our CEO, he thought I was going to quit because I was like, I, I don't know how to tell you this. I've been thinking about how I would tell you this for so long, like so overly dramatic, but just in my world, this was never part of my plan, never something that I thought I could handle um, or do. And so fast forward three years later, now I can't imagine it any differently. You know, she pops into my office. She has a little fake laptop and says, I'm going to work with mama. She tells the nanny, I'm going to work. You go play. I'll check in in a little bit. Um, my gosh, that's so cute. It's so cute. So definitely like changed and evolved my view, but I just thought you couldn't do both. Like yeah. there's no way I can be as good as I, my job as I want to be put in as much time as I want to, um, and be a mom. And again, I didn't think I wanted to do that. Um, but she's obviously shown me the, the other side of things. Wow. Thank you for your candor and sharing too. I think it helps other women hearing this who are considering having kids. It isn't a career buster. You know, same here before I was pregnant back in 2015, I was worrying, thinking, wow, I've always been a career woman moving up the ranks. What am I going to do now? And I actually took a break in my career for three years to raise and have two kids back to back. They're now five turning six and seven. And I've noticed that coming back to the work world, it really can make us more efficient because as a mom, you learn, okay, you're on the clock 24 hours a day. Even you and I shared in the middle of the night, we've got to give. There's emotional meltdowns. There's homework. We're never off the clock. So when I am working, I'm fully present. I'm fully engaged. I'm fully focused. And I've also learned so much about being a mom and applying it to my team the empathy, understanding people. It's made me a more effective leader. Have you noticed that as well? Absolutely. I mean, I think people that worked with me at Portfolio before I had Ari to, to now would probably state the same. I think I just have a better perspective. It's like, it's not, we, we don't work in life and death, which is like such a positive all the way around. What we're doing is super impactful. It can help people's businesses with portfolio. It can, you know, improve their outcomes with careers. But if they have to wait an extra 10 minutes because I need to chat with Ari about an issue she's having or help with something, it's okay. And I think I become a more empathetic leader because I understand that for my team as well and can understand the things that come up in life and just have a better perspective. I know yesterday morning, one of my team members was like, I had just worked out. We have like a workout channel where we encourage each other. And I was like, I did this. And he's like, well, you're going to need it the way today is starting. And I was like, it's all about perspective. Everything's fine. We work in customer success. Sometimes customers have complaints as long as we help address them. You know, that's all we can hope for. So I think it just gives you a whole different perspective on everything but especially interacting with employees and, and really uh, helping them prioritize what comes first. So well said. My last question, Ashley, is if you could give any advice to women 
who are torn between choosing work and motherhood, what would you say? I would say you can do both. You just have to be really deliberate. Like I have my certain times that are just for her, that that is her time. I'm going to ignore Slack. I'm going to ignore email. If you call me, I'm going to ignore you. And I have that on my calendar. Um, And so I think it's just being very deliberate in your time. And even on the weekends, like you have to make sacrifices. So when she takes a nap on the weekend, I try to quickly do a workout and get in some work. And then when she wakes up, well, my time's up. So I think you have to set boundaries for yourself, be very deliberate, and then also just give yourself a little grace. I said this to someone the other day. I'm like, just give me a little grace. I'm doing the best I can. I told you Ari's always slept. She turned three and decided she wanted to party and stay up all night. And yesterday I was like, listen, guys, the words coming out of my mouth are not coming out the way I'd like them to. I'm tired. So it's also asking for help. Like, hey, can you jump into this call and support me? Hey, can you give me your advice or your thoughts on what I'm dealing with? So like I said, I think it's being deliberate, setting good expectations all the way around, and then not being scared to ask for help when you need it. Well said. I think that's fantastic advice. I'm even learning from you too. I think it's a great idea setting those blocked times because I can even be bad with that. My kids, I'll pick them up from school. I'm still checking work emails. They're watching me on my phone. But I think being deliberate really helps create space to grow a healthy child. And then you're fully dedicated to work when it's work time and you put in time for yourself working out. So I think that's really well said that we can do it. It's just being deliberate. Ashley, thank you for joining me today. You're such a joy to know too. Your bright smile, spirit, personality, background. So if anyone wants to connect with you, I know you're on LinkedIn, Ashley Hyman. Do you have any other websites you'd like to share as well? LinkedIn's my spot. I love LinkedIn. So definitely connect with me. I'd love to chat more, um, share experiences, talk customer success, or just women in leadership being a mom. I was also going to mention like some people I'd said Ari pretends to like work on her computer and some people are like, oh no, that means you work too much. And I'm like, oh no, that means she's like already understanding that like we have to work to make money and there's priorities we have yes. and like you can enjoy work and it can be a fun thing. Right. Um, so I also think setting that example is so huge for our kids and hopefully it'll help everyone. <laughs> Yes, I love it. Well, thank you again, Ashley. We'll be in touch. And thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you.